Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian, and we just said we have to turn on this recording right now because I think Alex and I were going <laughs> to give away our entire conversation off air. So let's not even overdo this right now. I am very pleased to have back on this new show, Alex of First and Forever. Alex, man, how are you doing today? What's up, my dude? Uh, I'm so good. And you're so right. We, I think we spent the first 15 minutes of this conversation like just talking about everything we were going to talk on the podcast. So probably yeah. good that we got started so we could actually get some content for the people. <laughs> it's actually what I tend to do with all the good people that are on the show. It ends up being a conversation before, the conversation during, and then the conversation after. That's what well, all. Well, it's funny too happens. because. Well, that's what, that's where we like build the build the relationship, right? Like we've been doing this for a while now, so like we, I just we, I just want to catch up and see what you've been up to, you know? Exactly, man. No, no, the same goes for me. And I think we should start yeah. out right away. You, we kind of pushed this back today because I believe you were helping your parents move into a brand new house. Is that correct? Yeah, in Scottsdale. So the last time we talked, I was living in Chicago. Mm -hmm. The band was in Scottsdale, uh, and basically what happened was. COVID started. So this is back in March, right? right? And I was like, I got told I could work from home. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm working from home in downtown Chicago in the middle of the cold when I could be in Scottsdale. Exactly. So I got on, I literally, I was supposed to be a two day vacation, got on a flight. And then I just didn't leave for three months. I literally <laughs> slept on, I, I, I slept on a couch for three months and I had like two outfits that I had in my backpack. And that's all I had for three months. I was just basically homeless. <laughs> well, right there, that is the perfect emo pop punk way to live. You just did. Well, it. I've been telling our dude, I've been telling our labels, like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to go on tour when this is ready, when this is when this is all over, because like, I don't need much, man. You just give me a place to sleep, you know, some food. I'm good to go. And that's all you really need. So tell me about the move itself. Like, were your parents always looking for a new place? How'd that work out? Well, you got to understand, I'm, I'm a very selfish person. And they're from Minnesota. And I'm just really not built for the cold. I have no interest in going back there. And uh, so in, in my head, I was like, well, what can I do to stop that from ever happening again? I was like, what if I just move them like 20 minutes from me so they get the benefit of seeing me and I never have to go back to the cold or really just leave Scottsdale. Amazing. And so <laughs> that's what I did. I, I, uh, I was like, you guys got to move here. And they came down. They loved it. I mean, Scottsdale right now is the most beautiful place on earth. So yeah, um, yeah it's, I'm pretty fortunate. They just live down the street. So that's that's awesome, man. No, I I have a kind of a desire to get down to Arizona again. I've only been there one time, but my my actual background, and I, I know I've gone through this on the show before, but besides doing what I do now, I was actually going semi-pro sports. I was going to be a semi-pro soccer player at the time. And then I had- You were? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. And then the only reason- I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I played overseas. I played in Europe. Like that was going to be the thing. And then I happened to be Dude, playing. what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, man. It's... Oh, my God. Well, this is very great. I am I am on a soccer team now. I just started playing soccer nice. and no big deal. I scored my first goal ever Fuck on yeah. uh, Wednesday night and it was fucking exhilarating. Like I felt like Ronaldo. <laughs> it's one of the best feelings in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's no. so great, man. It's awesome. But yeah, the the reason, well, what ended up happening was I was playing in like a college level uh, basketball game and two people ended up ripping my ACL in like half. Oh, geez. You know, that ruined my career, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I happened to be on a business trip 
to Arizona. And the second that I walked off that plane, my entire body felt awesome. Like I had never, that dryness, that heat, that like I grew up in in Texas, you know, I I moved all over the world, but there's something about Arizona, man. Oh man, I, I never look at the weather Ever. I like, I never open the weather app. I just walk outside. It's beautiful every day. Like not a care in the world. There's no clouds in the skies today. It's like 75 and sun. I mean, it's just perfect, man. There's palm trees everywhere. I'm a big desert guy. Like I'm surrounded by mountains everywhere I look. I mean, I just, I mean, if there was ever a place to like, you know, have a band and, you know, try to draw some inspiration from the scenery, this would be it. That is so awesome. And I mean, coming, you mentioned Minnesota, you mentioned living in Chicago and I've been to Chicago during the winter. You just want to die. Oh, dude, it's so bad. You know what I mean? It's just, and you obviously know what I mean, but people listening, oh. you have to understand Chicago can be great in the summer. You know, there, there are lots of great things about Chicago, but living in Chicago during the winter is like hell on earth. It's terrible. And the, and the reason why is there's a couple is number one is like, there's so many people and you're just all living in basically like apartments, right? So you're just living on top of people. And so for me, it's like middle of winter, there's a blizzard. I'm not leaving my apartment for weeks on end ever, right? right? Like you're just staying inside. It's impossible to get around. Like a lot of people don't have cars because it's expensive to have a car. So you're trying to get Ubers, you're trying to walk around and there's everything so spread out. It's just, it's brutal, man. You just get stuck up in your apartment. Yeah. And then adding COVID on top of that. And then that's why I left. Yeah. And that, see, I love that you went there because it's something, and I believe I've talked about this a little bit on the show before, but having COVID has almost made every city the exact same. Like there's no difference anymore because there's nothing there anymore. Like the, the amount of money that you were probably paying in Chicago, the amount of money that I'm paying in Boston, what is the point of paying that money when there is no more society? Oh dude. And that's exactly right. And you you know what, like, and COVID has obviously been like such a tragedy and awful thing, but you know, for me, I tried to draw some positives from the experience. And I, I think, the biggest one that I drew was that it was the first time in my entire life. I'm not joking. Like the first time in my entire life, I made a decision for myself that was 100% purely based on my own happiness. Like I made the decision that I was not going to be living in Chicago anymore. I wasn't happy there. And I wanted to go back to where I was happy. And I knew that place was Scottsdale. And so when the COVID thing happened, I had a job um, in Chicago. They told me to work from home. I came here. And then when that kind of three months came up and they told me to go back, I was basically told, I was like, look, guys, like, I'm not coming back. Like, wow. I'm just not going to come back to Chicago. And so I ended up finding a job here. Everything worked out, but I just, I was never going to leave. So, you know, it, it did, it forces everyone to really realize what's important in life and yeah. what they truly care about when society kind of breaks down, right? Yeah, no, no, it's, that's a, that's a fantastic way of looking at things. And it's very true. And I, I think other people who, and it depends on what the age range is that we're talking to right now, but people for sure a lot of times it's even hard to find a job outside of the state that you're in. Yeah. So in order to make what you just, you know, what you just did, you had to move yourself to actually get that job because if you had been in Chicago still working that same job, I almost guarantee you probably would not have gotten the job that you have right now. No way. Not a chance, right? People want want to see you in person. They want to talk to you. They Having, you know, I, I have like a pretty uh, actually significant business background. I'm sure you and I've talked about this before, oh, but, yeah. you know, just knowing that like when we're hiring people, especially to a place like Arizona, like they want to know that you have roots in Arizona, that you're going to stay there, right? Like right. you're not just going to come in and leave because you miss Chicago. So being able to be here, being able to demonstrate that, 
you know, this is the place I wanted to be. And I had roots here and, you know, my, obviously my family is here now. So that, that all made it possible for me. So I was very, very fortunate. No, man, that is, that is really awesome. Well, I think that's a good segue too into something that you let Twitter know and you let me know before you actually did have COVID during that time. So I think it's, <laughs> yes, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about, but if you could, I think it's always good to kind of educate people because every single person that I've talked to who's had COVID, it's been so radically different. So what did you go yeah. through personally? Yeah. So let me start by saying this, do not follow my lead at all in the COVID scenario because I made all of the wrong choices, which is why I got COVID. So let's just start with that. So sure. I, so the way that I got COVID is actually like quite funny is, so my friend was going to propose to his girlfriend. And nice. as part of the proposal, he invited me and um, uh, like 10 of our friends to a cabin uh, in Northern Arizona. Okay. Well, that's the mistake number one, right? We're, we're <laughs> grouping up like 12 people in a, an enclosed space during the middle of COVID. Sure. And just to fast forward the story, uh, we got there on a, like a Thursday. We stayed through Sunday. On Monday morning, we got a text in the group chat of someone being like, I don't feel well. And then one by one, every single person said, I don't feel well. I don't oh, feel well. I don't feel man. well. Wow. All 12 of us got COVID at the same time. We all got it. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, so not that, to laugh. That, that form, I, wait, first yeah. of all, is everyone okay? Everyone is okay. okay. Everyone made it. Um, and you know what? The happy engaged couple will always have a great story about how their engagement uh, was <laughs> permeated right. by everyone getting COVID. So, you know, at the bright side, they'll have a good story. Um, but in terms of, you know, how it went for me, um, I had a pretty bad case of it, uh, especially compared to all my friends. Ah. Um, everyone was out for like three or four days and then kind of came back and was good. Mm -hmm. I was really sick. For like 12 or 13 days. I was wow. fully quarantined for I think 18 to 21 days. Um, I went through the gamut of, of, uh, of symptoms, right? So at first I was really achy and had chills. And that was the first like three days and I kind of didn't feel well. Then I lost all sense of taste, all sense of smell. Wow. That was completely surreal. Like yeah. completely. It was like you'd, you'd I don't know, have a glass of orange juice and you could like feel the texture in your mouth, but there was just no feedback. In yeah. terms of tasting it. it was so crazy and then from there i thought i was getting better and then next thing you know like it's in my chest and that's when it really sucked it was right. like it hurt to breathe like it was I, I got a little it was a little testy there for a little bit i never ended up going to the hospital or anything but i was really really sick um i'll say this and i think this is the part that probably goes a little bit unnoticed in all of the covid and quarantining thing is like the first seven days of quarantine were like not so bad. Like I was pretty sick, but I was okay. I was playing some video games. I was watching some Netflix. I was like, I can do this. Sure. Dude, I'm telling you day like eight through 18 of my quarantine was like a scene from the shining. Like wow. I was going nuts. I was going crazy just sitting there, like not seeing anyone, like not talking to anyone, just sitting in my apartment. Like it was brutal, man. Wow. I was, I, I was glad to get out of it. Now, when, I mean, being a vocalist, like you are, when did you kind of get that feeling back of being able to actually sing because i'm assuming when things went down to your chest you weren't really able to do anything it took me months wow to get back like physically months like it, everything like i was in really i i, I tend to be in like decent shape mm -hmm. and i lost my wind i lost all my muscle mass i probably lost 10 to 15 pounds wow and it took me months to like get my wind back i couldn't sing my voice was completely messed up from probably july to Oh, September ish. It was bad. 
Yeah, it wasn't good. I, I like couldn't hit high notes. That like I just there was gone, and that's like all that we do. Like that's <laughs> right. It's like we sing in my higher register. So like I was like, so they're gonna replace me in the band. Like there's no, I'm I'm done. I'm, oh. First of all, over. But um, no man, and it was bad for even other reasons, right? So um, we had this whole plan for releasing our EP, which is coming out on the twelfth. Yes, and as part of it, we were gonna do a video for our song one more time. Mm-hmm. Well. Guess who got COVID the week of the video shoot? Ah, gotcha. (laughs) So (laughs) we were supposed to do a music video for our first one, our debut. We had this big plan, like photographers coming out, uh, you know, and uh, the whole whole deal. And I had to cancel it. And it pushed back our timeline so significantly. Right. Right. I mean, we recorded this EP in November 2019, and it's coming out in March 2021. And that's probably the main reason why. Damn. Yeah, I I had this feeling because I think we had talked about it very slightly about that because I think one of the last times we were checking in on each other, we talked about, you were like, hey, man, I'm really excited. I've got, you know, we're finishing up the recording of the EP. And that was back that long ago. And now it's 2021. But yeah, and just just so you know, by the way, this show won't be out by the 12th. So we'll okay. probably put it out on that Monday. Well, then I'll, I'll give out all the secrets then. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figure. It actually gives us a chance to really go into details and then also lets you promote, me promote before and then also on that Monday when it comes out. So does that sound good to you? That sounds fantastic. Awesome. Okay. So it's interesting to think that you've got the new music video for Let This Love Lie Dead, but you actually wanted to do One More Time. So were you going to do one more time and then also give me up as well? How, how are you going to work that? Yeah. So it's funny because everything changed, right? And I mean, this is, you know, compared to the rest of the world, the small change in my band's timeline seems kind of, I don't know, small, but like to us, it was a big deal, it's right? Important. And so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had this big plan. We're going to do one more time. And so what happened was we were waiting to put out one more time until we had the video. Well, then once we weren't going to do the video, it was like, well, we should put this out. And then kind of from there, man, like we it's a little bit of a blessing, right? That it worked out because the way that the band is going and the way that our music is going is actually going kind of far away from the sound of like one more time. Right. Sure. Um, which is very like pop punk, really poppy. Like it's, and that's not where we are. And so what ended up happening was we're moving forward. We're going to put out the EP and we basically decided like, give me up was kind of a bridge single mm-hmm. to figure out what we wanted to do with let this love lie dead. And, you know, at the time, like I still wasn't at hundred percent, right? Like I was sick. I couldn't shoot a video. Like wow. I was not in a good space. That was the reason why we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really all worked out, man, because, and you've seen the video, like yes. that is that video and that song is such a good representation of like who we are as a band, what we're like on stage, number one, and like also where we're going. Like that's the sound that we're going for and the direction we're going. And it turned out so incredible and i'm so excited for everyone to see it because let me tell you man we just went fucking nuts on that set and it shows in the video you've seen it right i ha- oh no i watched it multiple times yes exactly yeah. it's cra- i mean it's i act like a psychopath i can i can definitely see that being the way that you would act on stage that that's perfect it's, that's exactly it yeah 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 it's, well, it's and exactly it's funny too because like Right. And so when we signed our record deal, like the whole deal was that we were going to go on tour. Like that was like, we were going to go be a support act for, for much bigger bands. And then we were going to be able to like show our fans, like what we're like on stage. Right. Well, what happens the week after we sign our record deal, 
right. COVID lockdowns yep. literally the week after. And so that whole plan got taken away. And so no one really at all, we have like a pretty good following for the size of our band. Like oh, I'm yeah. so proud of it. Like we've, sure. right, we've done really well, but like no one knows what we look, look like when we're singing. <laughs> like they don't know what we're like because we haven't played shows to them. And so we've never put out a video. So like this is first and forever's introduction to the world, right? Like right. to our fan, like this is what we're like. And so we needed to make sure that we fucking nailed it, man. And we did like, exactly. we, it turned out to be exactly what we wanted. Like it's such a good representation of what we're like. And we were really going for that kind of old school emo vibe. Yep. Um, we wanted to be very chaotic feeling. Uh, you know, we, we really wanted like all the close-ups, uh, the shaky camera. We wanted it to really feel like emotion. That song is like very, very aggressive, very emotional. Yes. And we wanted that to be portrayed in the video. And our director just crushed it. We gave him some examples of videos that we wanted to kind of model it after. And I mean, he just, God, he killed it, man. He killed yeah. it for us. No, I did a, a great job. And I got to ask though, with that, with that room that has the, let this love lie dead all over it in different fonts and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Are you worried about bringing future partners home? Because that is really emo scary. Like that's your bedroom, right? Dude, that is so <laughs> funny that you say that because, okay. So like, let me explain something to you. This is actually like a very funny thing is like, there's fans of our band. will see that. And like, they love it. Right. So there's like girls that like know what we're like, and like they already know about the band and they're like all about it. But like yeah. when I'm out in the real world, right. And like, I'm not, you know, I'm just like, a, I'm Alex, right? Like, I'm not like lead singer person forever. I'm just like Alex. And so it's like, like, I'll meet them on like a dating app, right? And then I have to explain to them, like, while we're on the date, like, hey, so yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, you might be a little shocked. Just know that like that, you know, that's, that's the band. But like, you know, this is what I'm like in real life too. And like, sometimes they don't get it or they just do not like it, man. You know oh. what I mean? It's like, I have like long hair. My nails are painted black. There's let this love light dead. I'm acting like a psycho. And right. they see it and they're just like, yeah, this is uh, not what I expected. Your, uh, your, your Bumble profile picture had you holding a golden retriever. <laughs> so it goes oh. both ways. Like in some ways people like love it and it's like a really cool thing. And then others, it's like the complete opposite. And there's no middle ground. It's like right. either they're super into it or they're just like, yeah, I want to date an accountant. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> No, that's actually, so, yeah, I, I have had similar believe it or not i've had similar experiences because like what you're gonna obviously do is you're gonna talk about what the biggest parts of your life are so you talk about being yeah. an accountant you talk about your work but you also talk about loving music and being being a front man for a up-and-coming band so that's yeah. something that you're gonna definitely do for me you know i talk about engineering i talk about sports and stuff but one of the biggest parts of a third of my life has been doing interviews and, and seeing music and doing this podcast and doing radio. So I talk about that as well. What's funny is when, when a woman asks you, hey, so do you mind if I listen to your podcast? It's a very, very weird thing because they're it's not- It's nerve-wracking, right? Yeah, it's nerve-wracking. And they're not, like, they're not expecting you to be as open and honest as I am on the shows. So they're not expecting yeah. to hear personality. They're expecting to hear, oh, what's the name of your band? What position in the band are you? When is your EP coming <laughs> out? They're not expecting what we're doing right now. No, I get it. Well, I, it, what's funny though too, and like I actually think it's like a really good gauge for me because like if they meet it, they're like, yeah, I'm not into that. And I'm like, that's actually perfect because like I have no interest in you then because yes, right. what I find to be 
that, like truly, and I, I mean this, and this is how I feel about like relationships. This is how I feel about friendships, about how I feel about people in general is I am interested in people who are passionate about something, right? right? Like that is what interests me. Like I like people who have hobbies that they, they, they like to do. And if you're passionate about something, I don't care what it is. Like it could be underwater basket weaving, right? Like I'm, <laughs> if you want to do that, sick. You're passionate about it. Awesome. That's like, amazing. I want to hear about it. Tell me about that. Like have some sort of like actual personality trait, right? Yes. And like have some character because something that I, this is, mind you, this is Alex, like, you know, waxing poetic on the world. But like <laughs> something that I've noticed is like, um, I feel like a lot of people get their interests beaten out of them as a kid, right? Yes. As they're growing up, because like having outside interests and having things that you're passionate about that are outside of kind of like what's cool in a you know, middle school, high school setting it is, is, is frowned upon, right? Like right. when I liked emo music in high school, like it wasn't like a cool thing. Right. right? Oh, same here. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if most people like get those interests beaten out of them, just in, in an attempt to conform. Right. right. Yep. And yep. then it's funny because like you get older and suddenly all those people who actually had interest when they were growing up and like were different, those are all the people that you are like, you're jealous of. And like, you want to model your life. You're like, that's so cool that they're doing it. Right. Like the kid who practiced piano when he oh, was growing yeah. up and like maybe got made fun of. Right. And now he's an adult or she's an adult and they're going out into the, like at a piano bar and just killing it. And people are like, that's so awesome. Yes. Right. And so generally to bring it all back is like, I'm interested in people who are also interested and passionate about hobbies. And like, this is, the thing that I am passionate about, like this band, uh, this music, this community, like that's what I care about. And so I want a partner and I want friends who are going to go on that journey with me. Yeah. So that's no, kind of no. how I, uh, yeah, figured out. Perfect, perfect way to put it. Obviously you're online dating. I am also online dating. By the way, I have to share one story because you might get a kick out of this. So okay. I think this happened, I think this happened a couple, this was a couple years ago. But I met a woman out that I had met. I think it was Bumble, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm, I'm off Bumble yeah. now, but I, I used to do Bumble. And okay. we had only seen the pictures of each other, and we met for the very first date. And it was probably like 30 minutes in or so, and she said, she said, wait a second. And we hadn't talked about any podcast. We hadn't talked about anything like that. But she goes, wait a second. Your voice sounds really familiar, and your name is Ian. And I said, yep, you got two for two right there. And she pulled out her phone and she opened up the podcast. No way. Yes. This legitimately. That must have been so sick. It was hilarious. And I go, I go, wait a second. She can't be listening because of the scene music, because that just, she didn't scream that kind of look or that kind of personality. Yeah, yeah. So I asked her, I said, well, which show do you listen to? Cause I have like five. And she was like, oh yeah, I love the movies one specifically, but I listened to the other ones too. And I was like, how did you even find these podcasts? <laughs> and apparently she had worked at a school where in order to get to know the teachers, she would ask them, hey, everyone, give me a podcast to listen to. And someone had given her the music podcast to listen to. And then she found the movies one from that. No way, man. That must have been so uh, fulfilling to hear that, to know that like your work's out in the world and people are listening to it. It really I mean, was. Like, Dude, yeah. I, I mean, the greatest gift that I'm ever given is, I, I truly mean this, is like when someone is like, hey, I heard your band and like it helped me get through a really hard time. Yeah. Or, you know, like I heard your, I heard the song at like a bar and now I found you on TikTok, right? Like stuff like that. It's like just these small like butterfly effect scenarios where you do, like just random occurrences where, um, you know, people find your work. Because like I think similar to, to, to me, I, I'm assuming like, right, like 
this is what you're passionate about. So when other people like are finding it and you're, you now know that your works out in the world and people are enjoying it. Like that's the ultimate gift you can be given as a creative person and as an artist. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah I get, that must've been so cool. No, it was very, very cool. And that's, that's kind of how you and I met as well. I know we, yeah. we did the story before, so we don't have to do it again, but yeah. your music has definitely, I mean, I see it online. I see it everywhere. I actually shared I share first and forever today with a person, uh, a buddy of mine, who we argue about music all the time, and he despises pretty much every band that I love. Like he hates scene music. He he's a old school metal guy, but then also, yeah. you know, he he finds pop music very fascinating. And I just said, you know, hey, I'm going to be talking to my buddy from this band, and it's like, what band? And I told him who you were, and he looked up your music, and he was like, wait a second, I actually like this. And I was blown Hell yeah. away. Yeah, I was absolutely blown That's amazing. Away. Yeah. It's, Dude, that stuff makes me so happy to hear. Yeah, man. You, you, have a, you have a certain style to your band that I really, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I know we've done this before. Yeah. But you're doing something that is so unique right now in music. And you have a lot of, obviously, inspirations that come from early 2000s, you know, emo, pop, punk, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. right now, I was actually trying to sit down and think of any type of pop punk bands that are doing what you guys are doing. And I could not think of one because everyone has been changing their sound so much or they've added something extra with electronics or something like that. But you guys are doing straight up aggressive emo pop punk. And I don't think that that exists anymore. You know what? I love that you said that because that is something that internally we talk about and something that we take a lot of pride in nice. is that like we, cause like, dude, we listen to all the music that, like around us and the bands that are, especially like the bands that are like kind of coming up with us sure. um, and the bands that are out right now. And like, we just don't, it doesn't feel like there's like a, and I, I don't, I don't mean to like skin on my high horse. But it doesn't sound like there's like a, like a similar sound, right? Like right. it just feels, it just feels different. Like it's like a different sound than a lot of the stuff going on right now. And we really take pride in that. And I think part of it, to is because like we're so insular like in our in our writing process and, like the way that we do things like mm-hmm. we don't like sit down and like listen to records and be like oh let's try to do this it's literally right. like we just sit down and we just are like writing like this sounds cool we want to have this type of energy like let's do it this way and so there's not a lot of like current bands that like we're like trying to like mirror right there's we're never trying to mirror anything else it's literally just like what do we think sounds sick and let's do that and we yeah. luckily all have like the same inspirations and sounds so that's kind of how we come up with it but i love that you said that because that's something we really do take pride in is that it's just it's it's a different sound than a yeah. lot that's out right now no I'm, I'm very glad to hear that i'm glad that you stick to your roots like that you guys stick to your instincts because i think that is something that's missing now do you think it's because you know you've kept this to a three-piece do you think that makes it really much easier to kind of bounce those ideas off and kind of stay on the same page there there will never be a fourth member of first and forever. Wow. Like there just won't be, by the way, you broke my heart because I was really, I was really trying (laughs) to play guitar again. (laughs) Yeah. We've had a lot of offers for bassists and, uh, you know, there just, there isn't going to be, you know, like, well, and I, and here's the reason why is like, we have created this, this chemistry amongst the three of us that we just can't add anyone to like, it just works so perfectly that and, and then look like we'll have like like when we play shows like we have people play with us that are like close friends right but they're not like they're never going to be part of the writing process like they're never going to record 
with us. And I, I don't mean that in like a bad way. It's just like, right. this right. is our band, right? And like we have, like the three of us have this relationship and this chemistry that like adding another member, like it just, we're not going to do it because right now the way that we have it is just perfect. Like we all have our very specific lanes in what we do for the band. Yep. And it's really working really, really well. And we would just hate to like, you know, just, just to, ha- just to say we have a bassist or something or to have like another guitarist. It just, it like, we, one thing that we pride ourselves on is we never do things just to do them, right? Like we don't, perfect example is like Chicago's our most, our, has our, the most streams. Like yep. we never did a video for that song. And right. the reason we yep. did it is we didn't do it is because we weren't ready. Like we weren't ready to do a video. And like, if I could give advice to any bands, like truly, and I mean, this is like do things when they're ready and it's a, you're ready and it's the right time for you to do them. Don't do them just because you see every other band doing them. I think that's right. a huge, huge mistake that bands coming up make. Right. right. It's yep. just, you always want to put out good content. You always want to put out good songs, but like, don't just do things because other people are doing them. Like everyone's been on TikTok for the past like year and a half. I just started my TikTok a month ago because I wasn't <laughs> ready. I didn't understand TikTok. I, I still don't understand it, but like I waited, like, it's like, you got to just wait until it's your time and it's, it's the right time and, um, and, and do your best to make the good decisions. No, that's, that's very sound advice. I mean, my advice to be, my advice to people would be stay off of TikTok, but that's just a separate. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish I could have taken that advice, man. My mom's so disappointed in me. <laughs> she oh sees my, my God. TikToks and it's like me pouring beer on my face. And she's I just saw... like, what, what is wrong with you? I, I, didn't, I didn't raise you this way. I think you were the first TikTok that I've ever watched, but it was on Facebook watching TikTok. So I didn't feel as oh, dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> I hate how much I like it. And you know, when I first started, I was like truly obsessed with it. And now I'm kind of like pulling back, which I'm, I'm happy, but it's such a time suck. I mean, I'll say this, it's so fun, but dude, it takes so much time, yeah, man. Right. It's taken so much time out of my life to like have to produce these videos by myself. And I'm terrible at video editing. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, and so it takes so much time and it's like, I got a job. I have like the band and it's just like, I'm so busy right now that like I have no time to breathe. So right. Crazy. No, no, I would, I would imagine so. But let me go back to something you mentioned before. I want to definitely yeah. say congratulations on over a million streams on Spotify for Chicago. That is pretty damn Thank crazy. You. Dude, it is the most wild thing you can imagine. Like, I mean, I, and I probably told the story before, but we, we never even intended to be a band. Like, it right, was supposed right. to be a garage band. It was never supposed to be anything. And when we recorded that song, we weren't even going to put it out. Like we had no plans to put it out. It was supposed to be just like a memory of our little garage band that sure. we had. And then we, and then we got it back. And um, it was like one of those situations where it's like, you know how like when someone has a baby, like everyone's baby is always the cutest baby that's ever existed, right? Like if it's your own baby, like you're like, yeah, this baby's super cute. But like, is it actually cute? You know what I mean? So it's like, that song was like our baby. Like we thought it was super cute, but it was like, is it? Like, is it actually? So we're like, well, I guess we'll just have to find out by putting it out. And like, yeah, here we are now. So our yeah. goal was a thousand streams right. and now we've added a few zeros to that goal. So I think we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, it is it is insane to think about. I remember the first time I heard that track. Like it's just to think that you guys have been a band for such a small amount of time and with nine tracks, like coming coming up, I mean, obviously we're doing this before Friday, but when this comes out, it'll be Monday. Coming up on that Friday you will have a total of nine tracks out and one yeah. of them is over a million already just on one streaming platform alone. 
which is just yeah. it's it's crazy. I know, man. Yeah. It's isn't it weird to think that we literally only have seven songs out right now? Yeah. Like, that that's is, it. That like is. that's it. Like we're like it's and like we're I feel like we have like a pretty decently sized following and like we love yeah. that. And like, but we if you think about it, like truly, like we have seven songs out. Like that's nothing. Like that's not that's not even an album for right. most bands, right? Like right. it's I it's I crazy. Honestly, so Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say it's crazy. Like we just feel uh, very lucky where we're at right now and um, the momentum and the growth that, you know, we we've experienced and are currently experiencing. We, we are very fortunate to have. No, no. I mean, obviously, there's talent. You know, there's talent. There's there's perseverance. There's a lot of work that has gone into what you guys are doing. So don't sell yourself short. It's good to be humble, of course. But I just, <laughs> just to let you know. But you. also, man, I. And I know, I'm sure you've dreamed of this too. I know you guys have thought of this as a band. But when you talk about that chance that you were going to be going out on tour, I see you. Now, I personally don't like these bands, but I see you going out on tour with water parks and Seaway and like these huge, huge bubblegum, like poppy bands. And I can't imagine you guys not catching fire. Like, there's no way that, you know what, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I think internally, that's the reason why uh, we wanted to do it. I think we feel like uh, our energy on stage is like pretty unmatched, uh, <laughs> to sure. be honest. And that's the <laughs> feedback that we've gotten from the shows that we've played. If you've been at them, they're they're insane. We have a lot of fun. I mean, that's, that's the reason why we got signed. Um, so we signed with Adventure Cat Records, yes. which is... A, a, a smaller label, but what it actually is, most people don't know this, is it's run by K Management. Yep. K Management is a massive management company in, in our scene, right? So like they currently manage like two of the biggest pop punk bands there is, which is like Point North and Stand Atlantic. They previously yeah, yeah, yeah. managed bands like Creeper, Neck oh, Deep, yeah. Tonight Alive. I mean, like they just, I, so they're a big deal, right? And so like that was like to us, like we that's the reason we signed with them because like we wanted to go on tour because our whole idea was like, if we can just like get out there, right? Like get a chance to go and like go just even be the opener for the opener of one of these tours, you know, like we're going to, we're going to get some fans. Like this is going to be yes. a big moment for us. And we just, we haven't gotten there yet, but you know what? Blessing in disguise. Um, we've made a lot of momentum over the past few months, despite touring, touring. So we'll get there. We'll get there. No, no, I have, I have no doubt about that. So that's another thing I wanted to congratulate you guys on was signing for event. So I'll, I'll, wow. If I could talk, man, I don't know what's going on with me. For signing with Adventure Cat Records. So the question would be, though, because we had talked about this a while back about labels and being independent. So what was that like for you shopping around? And what was the reason for Adventure Cat besides what you just said? I'm assuming there was something else that really like leapt out at you. Yeah, I, I think with them is it was truly the personalities of the people that we, we were working with it with. Like they were super, super excited about us, like super <laughs> passionate about it. like we've had a bunch of labels just like kind of like reach out and kind of fish, you know what I mean? Sure. But like, you can just kind of tell when they're just like kind of trying to gather some information versus they're like, we've listened to all your songs. We've seen everything that you guys have put out. Like, we think we can take you guys to the next le level. Like you guys are awesome. Like we're all about, and like, that's the, the, like, we want to be working with people who are excited about us. Right. Right. Like, and it, it's important to have people, people in your corner that are excited about it and like, are going to push for you and do your, and do their thing for you. And I think that was the biggest thing. And the, and the other part was like, we didn't want to sign a deal that was like, you know, we're going to be the, like the 20th out of 20 bands on right. a label's roster. Right. Like that's like, they're not like, we're just not big enough we, at the time. We weren't big enough yet to like 
for them to care, right? Like to really put effort into us. And so we wanted a chance to like have partners and build it to a point where then we could go to like a, you know, a, a fearless records or an, a hopeless or like an epitaph or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we'd, we'd have a lot more momentum, right? We'd have a lot more to show for it. Um, so that's why I made that decision at the time. And God, it was the best decision we ever made. Uh, oh, nice. uh, Matt Clark and Mike Kaminsky are, are, are managers and label heads and they're incredible. Like we are, I mean, we're so fortunate and they've been such good partners to us. That is very cool. That is very cool. Now, did that connection with Adventure Cat, did that open up the door kind of to work with, what is it, Courtney Ballard, right? That's who you worked with for Let This Love Lie Dead EP? Yeah, yeah. So funny story. Um, No, that was not the reason. We actually went off and recorded that with Courtney by ourselves Ah. um, and then pitched it to then, then we started pitching it to labels like, this is what we have. And that's when we started getting like contacted was because oh, okay. we did that. So we, we bet on ourselves, paid for the whole thing by ourselves. Um, so the way that, and Courtney is like our best friend, man. Like we oh, love man. that dude. We're going to see him on, on Thursday when we're in the studio for 14 days to do our, our follow-up. But um, Ooh, yeah, so yeah, that's good. We'll talk about that in a second. But like, <laughs> so the way we actually got hooked up with him is a pretty crazy story. Um, we had, Chicago had been out for like three weeks mm-hmm. and I had, mind you, so like when I was, we were like a baby band, didn't even have a song out. Like I was like messaging like all of the producers in the world, like, hey, check out this demo. Like we'd love to record with you. And then like some guys would get back to us and be like, yeah, I'll record you for $5,000 a song. And we're like, <laughs> all right, man, like, like screw you. And Courtney literally got back to us and was like, hey, this sounds super sick. Like really not interested in any pop punk stuff right now, but like sounds good. And that was it, right? Like nothing that was cool. This is probably back in like 2018. And then Chicago comes out. And it's been out for like three weeks, four weeks. And this is probably like the seminal moments in our band was we got a Facebook message from a guy named Johnny Minardi. I don't know if you know that name. Sounds um, familiar. He is, but... the, he is the head of A&R at Fueled by Ramen Records oh. and Electro Records. Okay, gotcha. And he was basically like, your band's super sick. Like I run this producer management company. Like I would love to like hook you up with one of our producers. And, you know, we, we talked to him, whatever. and at the time we weren't even like a real band. So we weren't ready. Um, sure. but him reaching out gave us a ton of confidence. Like, well, wait, like if this guy who, you know, works with like follow boy and panic at the disco is like, Hey, your band's sick. Like maybe we're better than we think we are. So <laughs> it gave us some, uh, it gave us some confidence. And that's why we went back and did a violet ending and did nothing left to burn was because we had gotten that call. And so when we were ready to do our EP, we called Johnny back. We're like, Hey man, we're ready. And he goes, you got, and we're like, who would you think we should work with? He's like, you need to work with Courtney Ballard. Like he is perfect for you. And man, was that guy ever right? Like what a gift Courtney Ballard is. I mean, he's done all the water parks records and Emma Rosa, Juliana. I mean, he, and he's just incredible. And we had such a good experience with him the first time that this time around, there was no way we were going to go with anyone else. Like it was him. Like that was, there was not even like a question. It was like, Oh yeah, we're going to go back to Courtney. Um, and there, yeah, there's a couple of reasons why. I think the number one thing is it was the first time in our life that it didn't feel like a producer was like big timing us. Oh, right. Like okay. when we yeah, seriously, like when we were there, it was like he was like so involved, like wanted to help, like was clearly putting his best effort forward and was like really a part of it. And like other experiences we'd had, it'd be like we'd have like a really good day with a producer, and then like we would just that that day would be over and we'd be waiting for the mix and we just wouldn't hear from him for like weeks. Oh, right. And it would just okay. be so this is like, we had like a great experience with him. And he, I mean, he made the, the record better and like, he's just like one of our best friends now. So yeah, we, we love Courtney. That's great. 
No, that's great news because, yeah. yeah, you can obviously have those past experience with producers that definitely weren't as good. So to find someone that you know you can work with, I was surprised personally when I go through what Courtney has done. You mentioned, you know, water parks, there's Stan Atlantic. There's a lot of different people that are very on that very poppy side. So to work with you guys and still get that aggressiveness out there the way that it should be. I mean, you guys have some really crunchy, low tones on this EP. Oh, dude. And yes, <laughs> it, it works really well. I was kind of afraid that that kind of producer would have changed what you guys were going to do, but he definitely didn't. He only enhanced things. And that's exactly it, man. So number one, you got to have the confidence when you go in the studio that you know what you're, you know what you want, right? Like, you know, the sound that you're going for and like, do not settle, right? Like, don't let it produce. And we've made a mistake of that in the past, in the past, right? Like we're sure. we, like, we had a, had a song where like, we just were like, we're working with some producer and they're like, do this. And we're like, okay, like, let's do it. And then, you know, we've done it a few times now. We've learned like, we're, we, we feel like we have pretty good instincts. And I think the marriage of Courtney and I and, and, and us is so good because like, he brings a very like pop sensibility. Like he brings a certain polish to the sound, right? Yes, but yes. he keeps the sound and like what we're going for, like he, he keeps that. And then he just enhances it and adds like a little bit, you know, like he adds kind of a little pop sensibility to it. He'll, you know, maybe mess the melody here and there just to make it a little bit uh, different. But like it, he keeps the, like the bones of first and forever in those songs. And that's what's important. And like, man, we're going in on uh, starting next week for to do our follow up. And yeah, these songs, man, like we're so, oh my God, like just so <laughs> far and away. Like, People are gonna freak, dude. I, I it's I, I feel like I'm like holding like this big secret, you know? Right. <laughs> like I can't tell anyone. <laughs> well, that's I mean funny, so. that's that's awesome to hear the excitement of just being able to go in and start creating again. So when you when you do that, are you looking so far ahead that you're knowing when you're going to be putting music out? Like is there I guess the question is You've got this EP that you obviously worked on for a long time. You know, it's been ready to go. It's coming out this Friday. So now you're, you know, March, halfway through March 2021. But you're not taking that time to let that, to let those tracks kind of simmer. You're going in there right now to put new music yeah. out. Is that something you tried to plan on? Is it something that you just, you, you just have so many ideas that you just want to get in there right now? You know, we right now, if we wanted to, we could we could have we have enough material for easily a, a full album. Oh, nice. easy. Okay. Like, we're, we're recording five songs here and we have 12 songs to choose from, wow. which is horrible. That's a horrible problem <laughs> to have. I mean, it's really the, the best problem in the world. But like, dude, trying to like it's like choosing your favorite child, man. Like, it's so hard. So right, right. Uh, we're, we're like, I mean, we're super excited. But, you know, in terms of like planning it. I think we, we saw that we were kind of coming up with like, okay, we're going to put this out in March. And then like, we don't want it to be as big of a break this time. Okay. Like there was a big break. We haven't put that much out because of kind of what we talked about the COVID stuff. And right. we were just kind of learning how to be a real band. Um, and so I think our goal with this one is like, man, I would be pretty stoked if this came out, like at least we started dropping singles, like in the fall. Like I don't okay. want to wait as gotcha. long anymore. Like I, I don't, I mean, I, I even like August or July, I could see maybe the first single drops. Damn. Like we want to keep, we want to keep this momentum. And like, we think these songs are, they're, I'm excited for you to hear them. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to specifically love them. Uh, nice. we, just the direction we're going within the sound. Like it's just, we're stoked, man. Well, now 
there are so many different ways for people, especially in the scene, to release things. You've got bands that just release singles. You know, they don't do EPs. They don't do full-length albums anymore. They just release singles, you know, every two months, every month, whatever it happens to be. Now, with COVID and the way that it kind of stunted the way you were going to do things, you put out three singles from this EP in 2020, and then now you're going to release two brand new songs with the with the EP in total. Is that something you learned that maybe for the future that actually works for you, or would you try something different? No, I, I think that's going to be the method for us for at least the foreseeable future. I, I don't see a point in us doing a full album, right? Okay. Like, I, and I think the reason why is that I see it is like a lot of bands, especially bands and like like our size, like they'll go and do a record and it's like, they'll be, they'll put out the three singles and like those will all have like a hundred thousand something plays and they'll do really well. And then it's like the rest of the record has like 2000 plays, gotcha. right? Like on each, it's like, and so you spend all that time doing it, but like no one has the attention span to, to listen to a full album. Most people don't anymore. Sure. And so like what, what our goal is, is like, we want to pick our five best songs and like give them a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's give them a chance to catch hold. Like let's get attention on each of them individually. Right. Cause they're kind of their own thing. And so I think for us, it's like, and just with like our, our lives and our jobs, like the easiest way for us to do it is like, you know, we can't take a full month and a month and a half off for, from work to go right. do a, a full record. So it's like, we can take two weeks off, we'll do five and then we'll kind of put them out kind of one at a time. And I, I think we'll do something very similar this time around as we did last time. I'm, I would expect though, there'll be more music videos going forward. Yes. That's, I had a feeling, I had a feeling about yeah, that. I, we, seemed, yeah. we had so much fun on that shoot and it turned out so well that like, our label was like, yeah, you guys have to do more videos now. And we're like, all right. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. Didn't really want to yeah, do it, but now I'm going to. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. get that for sure. Now, would there yeah. be any reason for... Uh, so I know there's another band. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. They're more on the more aggressive post-hardcore area, but there's a band called Soft Spoken. And I thought they did something kind of uh, interesting where they actually released their EP... But then instead of just saying, well, here's the EP, they release it for people that want to purchase it so they don't put it on streaming. And then they release the singles every month or so until they've reached every oh. single one. So that way that way they can get that support early on. And then as they release singles, they can get more support until they finally say, hey, here are all five tracks or here are all six tracks. And then that goes out to streaming platforms. And I thought that was kind of interesting. That's super interesting. I've never heard that before. I honestly, I think, wow, that, yeah, I think it's the first time I've ever, at least for me, it's the first time I've ever seen anyone do something like that. Interesting. So it might be something to look into. Yeah, I'd have to think, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to think about like how, how, how would you, I, like, I'm, I'm kind of like dumbfounded by it just because I've never even thought of that before. So I need to like go back and sit down and think about that one. That's, that's interesting. I, I'm wondering, I'm just wondering how that would work with just, oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. No, I think, I think now because you're on the right track, I think especially for, the way this scene, especially when it comes to pop punk and emo, the way that this scene is set up, singles actually do work better the way you're talking about it when you go with streaming because it does seem like that attention span isn't there. I think other genres, maybe when you're talking metalcore, when you're talking metal, I think that part of it can really get away with full-length albums because a lot of times, or at least a significant amount of times, they're actually going to do a concept album. So they want people to yeah. hear it front to back, where if you just front heard a random yeah. single, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't, I just don't feel like in our genre, that's, that's the case. I just, you know, Yeah. but I, I wish we could, we'd love to go do a record. Like that'd be so fun, man. Oh yeah. 
I think you guys so have fun. a blast. Well, we'll just wait until you're super popular, like the biggest. You know, and we're, then, we're, yeah. But you know, I I hope that happens. We're we're on our way, baby. I I hope we get there. I, I think uh, you know we'll, we'll see where it goes over the next year or two. As long as you don't change, because I swear to you, I will contact you if I see you change your hair color to green and you put on big oversized shades and start writing personal biographies about yourself. I'm gonna get worried, dude. I I to be honest, I hate that shit. So I'm like, <laughs> this is not this is not gonna happen. Not for me. I mean, like it works for other people, but just for me, it's like, it just wouldn't work. It would look so fake on me. Like I can't, I can't, I couldn't pull it off. Well, honestly, I think it looks fake on them too, but that's just my own opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. I, I, I'm going to skip around a little bit because there are a couple things that I definitely want to go over as well. So one of the, one of the new things that I believe I heard on the EP is in the track Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Who else is singing with you on that? Because that's not just you, right? No, it's Marcus. That's okay. our guitarist. Nice. Okay. So, which it's funny. You'll so when we wrote that EP, there was actually a ton of back and forth vocals, right? Like a very like taking back Sunday esque type nice. of thing. Sure. What ended up happening, and this is a funny story, is when we got out to record that record, um, Marcus got super sick. Oh. Like that week when we were recording. Okay. He couldn't sing. He literally could not sing at all. So all the parts that he was going to do, it, ha it had to come to me, basically. So uh, that's why. But yeah, it's our, it's, that's our guitarist, Marcus. He's got a great voice. It's like super opposite of mine, and it works super well. You'll hear it uh, on some of the new songs okay. that we're going to be recording. It's a little bit on Let This Love Lie Dead. He does some of the kind of the echoey stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he sings a little. He does sing a little bit in the band. He's he's a great guitarist, great vocalist, great songwriter, man. Oh, oh that's good. Okay, incredible. Yeah, I I yeah. think you had talked about how good you know Marcus and David are the last time we spoke as well, and I I I I only see it. I can only see it and hear it all the time. How good they are because you guys, like you mentioned, you guys complement each other so well. But I'm so glad that you brought that up about doing the trading vocals because. It did feel like for a little while that you were kind of holding back a little bit, maybe. And I, I don't know, yeah. maybe that's just the way I thought of it. But given another person who's part of the band to let you breathe and let you go ahead and belt out what you need to belt out is going to make you guys go in an even more dynamic direction. Oh, dude. Well, you are speaking so much truth right now, especially uh -huh. so like those songs that we're t you're listening to, right? Like. Dude, I can't sing those live like that. Like with all, like there's so many words. It's so high. It's so much. So like we we split right. back and forth because that's how it was written, right? Like it was written to be split back and forth. So when that we do it sense. live, it's a lot more back and forth. Okay. Um, but on the on just on this record specifically, because he was sick, I sang a lot more of it. But like, you know, when we, you got it right, man. It's like we can be so much more dynamic when we have that second voice, and then it's like you know he can take a part, and then I can come in and just rip something, right? Yes. I'm not out of breath. Right. Uh, and it, it, it comes off better. I mean, we love it. We, I mean, Taking oh, Back Sunday is our biggest influence, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, no, no. So I, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love the EP. Yeah, it's just, you can hear like, oh man, I see what they're going for. And if you're definitely able to do that in the next recording, it's just going to go even a step above. Oh, dude, you, you hit the nail on the head. I'm excited for you to hear the new stuff. Oh, me too. I'm very excited. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be fun, man. This is on the same vein, but I think you're going to, I think I know the answer to this, but I think it's my, it's my duty to ask it. Okay. So there are times in this EP where I'm going right there can be a scream right there can be a scream. 
And I'm thinking of it in that sense because you know how much I love post-hardcore. You know how much I love that stuff. Yeah. So the question is, do you see your band ever adding that kind of thing? Or is this just, I mean, it's not a just, but is that something you're opposed to or are you open to that in the future? No, we, I mean, we love it. It's, it's really what serves the song is kind of how we think about it. So like, there's a little bit of screaming on nothing left to burn right at the end. Sure. It's like very, it's like, like an undertone. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like some demos that we have that like no one's heard obviously where it's like le- i'm like legit screaming ah okay. uh so we we love that type of music i love doing it like whenever we have those types of songs i'm always on like we got to put this on the record um oh, i see okay yeah so that is something that we that i love that the guys love and it always just comes down to like does it serve the song do we think it's going to make sense here sure um and so once again like we just don't want to force anything but like dude i love screaming man i, I think it's so fun too i do it on stage all the time okay. and like parts that aren't scream screaming parts uh <laughs> in the songs which is kind of funny um but like yeah dude we love it we, we'd love to have some i think there'll be some on the new record okay um just with like there's like parts actually written in that are screams. We'll see if they make it. We'll, we'll see we'll see oh, yeah. say, say, take that the great stuff but we'll see <laughs> no that's that's great because you know i love both so it works, obviously, yeah. it works for me. It's just a question of sometimes, obviously, when you add the screaming in, you might alienate some, you know, some people exactly. don't like that whatsoever. Exactly. Well, and I think, like, the direction that we're going in, I think, like, I think Let This Love Like Dad is a really good example of where we're going is, yeah. like, it's aggressive. Like, that, the the chorus in that is, like, I'm not, like, I'm not really singing, but, like, I'm kind of singing. It's more, like, I don't know a good way to put it, but kind of like melodically yelling. Like it's sure, in, it's sure. intense, like singing that's hard. And so I think that's like where we're going is a lot less kind of the poppy, punky kind of singing type of stuff where it's a lot more like aggressive singing, yelling, screaming, um, because that's what we like. That's what we are as a band, man. That's what we're like on stage. And we're just kind of, you know, finding ourselves now and our sound. And I think Let This Love By Dead is a perfect representation of kind of what, what's to come. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, by the way, man, you are so good at that tongue twister. For me, anytime I try and go, let this love lie dead, I have to do it that way. I can't let that flow because I will mess up one of those words. You you have got that's it down. Funny, yeah. You know, I've said it so many times at this point that like, it's just gotten beaten into me how to do it. But yeah, it is a little bit of a tongue twister. We love that. We love that lyric. We love what it represents. Yes. I mean, Marcus wrote that lyric and um, the, the name of that song was, it was actually when it began was like, this is how we say goodbye was the name of that song. And oh, then sure. once that, once that lyric came in, we were like, dude, that is not only the name of the song, like that's the name of the record, right? right. Like that's like, that represents us so much and what we're going for and like our attitude, the type of band that we are. And like, I mean, it was just so perfect for us. Yeah. Uh, so we we were very happy with how that turned out. But that, that's how the record got named. Yeah, that's very cool. And obviously, when people see the music video, they'll see how you know how you can illustrate that really well and really differently and uniquely on that back wall and you know all the walls that you guys work with. That oh, that is very cool. Exactly, and like the emotion in that video, man. I mean, like just it, it pops out at you. Like that's where that like let this love lie dead. Like it just makes sense when you see just the way that we're we're acting it out. Like how intense we are in that video, and like how emotional we are when we're performing it. I mean, that's just who we are as a band. That's how, what we're like on stage. Yep. It's like what we're like all the time. So it's a, it's a pretty good representation of us. Now, look, we did not talk about this off air, but I have to see if we're on the same wavelength on this because I can see you guys doing this song. I can see you do. Let this love lie dead live. When you get to that part where you've got the kind of breakdown, yeah, that sounds so much like life on standby. You, you oh, have that's to, amazing. 
it sounds so much like it. And I swear, if you guys do this, I will love you forever. If you figure out time, you know, set times and stuff, you don't want to take away from your actual music. But if you can do almost a medley where when when that guitar gets hit, when Marcus hits that, that part, if you go into yelling, wake up and do that little part and then go back to your song. Do you know how awesome? Do you know, like emo girls will be crying their eyes out? Well, you'd make Marcus very happy if we actually did that because he loves that band and that song a lot. So uh, I, I think that that would be a pretty cool thing for us. And yeah, I think that part specifically is going to lend itself to a pretty cool uh, part of the first and forever show. Okay. Um, just right. Like, I mean, just that, that breakdown right there is really open. We could hit that breakdown for, you know, eight measures if oh, we wanted yeah. to. Just, sure. just like really build it up, go for it, do whatever we want in the middle of it, get a circle pit going. I jump into the crowd. I mean, there's just, it's very open uh, for interpretation when we're on stage. That is awesome. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength there because that's all, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, those sons of bitches, they're doing it. Yeah. 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 I get, I get like a very Seosin vibe from it. I forgot what song it is, but I, that's like, that was when I first heard that part, I was like, oh, it feels like Seosin. I can't remember what song I'll have to listen. That. See, anytime, I guess I'm very basic with Seosin. Anytime I think of them, I think of Seven Years. And that's oh, yeah. like, like the only song I think of, but I've seen them live multiple times. I've heard all of their music, but for some reason, I always go back to Seven Years. Like I'm hearing it in my head right now. Oh, it's a great song. Oh, great track, awesome. man. Love that band. It is, it is fantastic. But man, that is, I, I love hearing that, and it just makes me want to see you guys live because obviously I've never had a chance to up in here, up you know, up in here, up in Boston. So it's very tough to be able to do that. But I guess the question too is, and I know you probably talked about this a lot. I know I've done it too, but I think it bears repeating. I mean, right now we're in this very strange, you know. I don't know, what do you want to call it, stage of COVID right now? So they're starting, like I saw that, uh, I'm sure you saw it too, the Furnace Fest that they're promoting right now. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. So now, personally, I don't think that's happening. It seems quick. Yeah, it seems really quick. And especially for all those bands to be there, I think that the safety measures would not be in place in time for that kind of thing. And I think the tough part would be, since it's an outdoor show as well, I believe, I think that they would not be able to, quote unquote, police it or regulate the fans and everything as well as they'd want to. So I'd be surprised if that happened, right? I mean, am I wrong on that? No, I would be surprised if that takes place. I would, God, what a cool show. A little surprising that it's in Alabama. That's not where I would expect it to be, but but dude, I'm all about it. Like any, anything like that. I want shows to come back so bad. Like, oh my God. Yeah. If if it's happening, I'm probably going to go. I'm going to make sure I, you know, everything's as safe as possible. But I mean, the bands that are getting back together for it alone, I mean, take away just the huge bands that are there anyways the bands that are getting back together like scary kids i mean the list i mean from autumn to ashes are going to be there it's just a ton of these awesome bands but the question for you is since it was going to be you know there was going to be something that was scheduled anyways have you been in talks with adventure cat about what their plans are for you or what you have the possibility of doing in the future yeah, you know, we're we're in a little bit of a wait and see pattern because we we're we have to kind of wait for all of the like kind of ba- like to, to your point right like the seaways of the world, the stand Atlantics, the pointers. We have to wait until like they start like planning tours and there's there's just not a lot going on right now. 
everyone's kind of waiting, right? So when that comes back, I think that's going to be where we'll go is kind of being an opener for that. But we're, uh, we're in a holding pattern right now, man. Well, what is Arizona like? I mean, how are the because obviously Arizona's know- wide open. Oh, okay. It's so wide Texas, open. Arizona, it's- Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. So- I mean, like you can do anything you want here now. Okay. Um, so like gyms, restaurants, I mean, there's no capacity limits at all anymore. Wow. So, I mean, maybe we'll get there, but like, uh, you know, I think the music scene industry itself is probably not going to be uh, too pumped about opening everything up. So I, I, sure. I think it might be some time. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, Alex. Well, we are about, I just see, I, I, I love talking to people that I enjoy having these conversations with because you look up at the clock and you're like, holy shit. It's been an hour already. So I think right now we'll take a break. We'll do this again. You know, let people listen to the EP, listen to, you know, everything and then come back in a few months and do this again. Because maybe I I brought this up before with uh, Patient 67, but I think you're also kind of a person where we could just shoot the shit about the scene. You know, we could do like emo pop punk trivia like that kind of thing. I think that would be a lot of fun. But so obviously, hopefully... By now, when people are hearing this, they've already listened to the EP, Let This Love Lie Dead on Adventure Cat on Adventure Cat Records over and over again. So they're getting more of an insight. But I will have links for that as well as all your social media. I'll even look on TikTok and try and get the link for that as well. But until, yeah, until I get all that, what is the best way for people to support you guys? You know what? The thing that we care the most about is just go check out our music, follow us on Spotify, share it with your friends. Uh, we don't want you to spend money on us at this point. Just go listen to our music, show it to your friends. That's good enough for me. There you go, man. That is that is a great way to be. I know you do have some merch, so I will have a link so that people can do that if they have the means, which is obviously always super nice. But then just listening to the music, sharing it around, I know that's also one of the hugest deals you can have as well. But man, Alex, I love catching up with you every time we do this. I am so blown away still from the first time that we started talking to now and seeing the, you know, the growth that you guys have had, the amazing music that you've continued to put out. To me, you haven't put out a bad song. It's been awesome to go through all this stuff. And I'm just, I'm constantly excited, not only to see what you guys are doing next, but when people experience what you guys are doing, when I get to tell someone, hey, have you heard First and Forever? Like I did today with a person that I would not have expected to like your music, and they did. That's even an awesome feeling for me to see that as well. So just congratulations, man, on everything you guys are doing. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so happy for what you guys have been able to accomplish. And thank you so much once again for taking the time to do this, man. Uh, Anytime, man. You you know how much I enjoy speaking with you. So we'll we'll do this again soon. Uh, But until then, just keep crushing it. Keep doing your thing. I love it, man. Thank you so much. All right. See you, dude.